Good morning for Friday, February 4th, 2011. Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news today. Egypt broadened its crackdown and the U.S. presses Mubarak to quit. The White House is said to seek a rapid transition. Despite doubts, J.P. Morgan kept ties to Madoff. And the census says New Orleans is smaller after the hurricane. In today's financial headlines, debt limit not a bargaining chip, Bernanke says. Before Sunday, get a taste of the Super Bowl. And giant private equity buyouts on a rebound with IPOs. There will be more business news along with more national and international stories, the latest from the sports page and New York Times columnist Nicholas Kristof. Now from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top story is written from Cairo by Anthony Shadid. It's headlined, Egypt broadens crackdown, U.S. presses Mubarak to quit. The Egyptian government on Thursday widened its crackdown on a 10-day uprising that has shaken its rule, arresting journalists and human rights advocates across an edgy city, while offering more concessions in a bid to win support from a population growing frustrated with a devastated economy and scenes of chaos in the streets. The campaign was a blend of the oldest tactics of an authoritarian government, stoking fears of foreigners with the air of sincerity of a repentant order trying to seize the initiative from a revolt that has marked one of the most decisive moments in modern Egyptian history, the government promised that neither President Hosni Mubarak nor his son Gamal, long seen as a contender for power, would run for president, and offered dialogue with the Muslim Brotherhood, gestures almost unthinkable weeks ago. As protesters battled crowds rallied by the governments for a second day, Organizers sought to rally even bigger demonstrations for Friday, dubbed the Friday of Departure, in hopes of keeping the momentum behind a popular uprising that has demanded that Mubarak step down after three decades in power. Voiced often in the tumultuous scenes of defiance and determination in Tahrir Square was a fear that if they lost, the protesters and their organizers would bear the brunt of a crackdown. If we can't bring this to an end, we're going to all be in the slammer by June, said Murad Mosin, a doctor treating the wounded at a makeshift clinic near barricades, where thousands fought off droves of government supporters with rocks and firebombs. Mosin's comments illustrated the changing dynamic of an uprising that has captivated the Arab world, reverberating through Jordan, Sudan, and Yemen, where there were peaceful protests on Thursday. New calls for protest went out in Algeria, Bahrain, and Libya. From festive scenes of just days ago, the revolt has become more martial, as exhausted men defend what they describe as the perimeter of a free Egypt around Tahrir Square. Their demands have grown more forceful and the uprising more radical. After pitched clashes of two days that left at least seven dead and hundreds wounded, banners in Tahrir Square declared Mubarak a war criminal, and several in the crowd said that the president should be executed. Major television networks were largely unable to broadcast from the square on Thursday. The United States joined a chorus of criticism, with Secretary of State Hillary Rodham Clinton saying, We condemn in the strongest terms attacks on peaceful demonstrators, human rights activists, foreigners, and diplomats.